Good evening, everyone. We're broadcasting live, July sixth. Today's quote is about suffering. It's all about suffering, isn't it? One of the first things you hear about Buddhism is that the Buddha focused on suffering. And people who write about, talk about, or try to explain Buddhism will try and defend it, couch it in fine language and nuance. Which is kind of funny because it's the most important it's the most important aspect of Buddhism is the suffering. It's the most important aspect of spiritual practice. It's the most important concept or, or quality or idea in the in the world, in the universe for beings. And the Buddha was incre incredible that he was able to so clearly identify the problem. I mean, it's almost too obvious. It almost doesn't even need to be said, except that, and of course, what is the problem? The suffering. But it turns out that we're, we're very good at avoiding and twisting thing, twisting uh, the truth to find some other problem to not have to deal with suffering if I could solve if I could solve something else there would be no problem if only I had money if only I had a job if only I had a girlfriend or a boyfriend The problem is inequality, or the problem is uh, lack of respect, or the problem is the problem is whatever problem I'm facing, whether it be external or internal. When in fact it's quite simple, the problem is suffering. That's the problem. That's what we should be focusing on. I think it's so depressing to talk about suffering, right? That's how that's how brainwashed we become into avoiding the problem. And you can't fix the problem because from early on in life we, we get we suffer. We can't. We have no way of fixing it, and so we learn to avoid, ignore, and become willfully blind towards suffering. There's no other way. We don't have an answer, so we 
we learn to put up with it. And so you often get the the view that suffering is a part of life. Suffering is something you can't avoid. I mean, that's actually kind of wise, you know, in Buddhism we talk about that because yes, there are there are aspects of suffering that you can't avoid in life. You can't avoid getting old, you can't avoid getting sick, you can't avoid dying, you can't avoid urinating, defecating, eating, hunger, thirst, heat, cold, you can't avoid all these things. Indeed, you can be free from suffering. So the Buddha asks this. The, the, the quote is actually more specific. It's, it's about these boys were torment, tormenting fish, which, as someone noted, is quite apt for National Fishing Day. I don't know if it's in, in America, but in Canada, it's our, people are going around celebrating Celebrating the catching of fish, it's like as though it were ice hockey or something. They call it a sport. Well, hunting would be a sport if we gave weapons to the other team, right? Then it would be a sport. A bloodthirsty sport. That would, whoops, that would uh, sort of sober people up if the fish had fishing rods. <laughs> they could hook the humans. It became a test of who could hook the other team, who could bait the other team. So you wouldn't know if you're going to eat this plate of food, whether it was it was bait. Wouldn't that be awful, no? To have no way of knowing, just having to take your gut feeling whether you should eat this plate of food or not, because there might be some invisible hook in it. And suddenly you're yanked into the water and drowned. It's basically it. So they were tormenting fish. It looks like um, they weren't even killing them. They were, or they weren't going to eat them. It was just for fun because kids are like that. And it says kids are innocent. Kids are not innocent. Kids are pure. Kids are not pure. We should just try and be a kid. I can't think of anything more horrific. <laughs> Kids are horrible. They can be so cruel. But the interesting thing is, it's not. It's not because they're in intentionally evil. It's because they don't know any better. They don't understand the consequences. Kids have forgotten all about consequences. They're born fresh and let go completely of past memories. So all they can think about is the pleasure that they can get wherever they can get it. That's why kids are so happy because they're so uh, simple. They just want to be happy. And they don't realize the consequences of their their quest for happiness, and so they do terrible things. Oh, let's torment some fish, that'll make us happy. doesn't matter what about the fish, as long as we get happy. The Buddha comes out and asks them, 
tries to point out the consequences. And so he does more of this, uh, helping us to realize we're not so separate from our victims, we're not so separate from each other. And so he asks them, it's the Pali. Bhayata vo tumhe kumaraka dukasa apiyangvo dukang. Are you afraid, boys, of suffering? Is suffering apia? Apia means not dear, undear, un, unpleasant to you, unpleasing, displeasing to you. And they said, Evang bante bayama mayang. Evang bante bayama mayang bante dukasa. Apiyang no dukkang. Yes, venerable sir. It is so venerable sir. We are afraid of, we are afraid venerable sir of suffering. Suffering is displeasing to us. This is from the Udana. Udana is where the Buddha gave inspired. Udana is a, a where you uh, proclaim something. It's an Udana. So these are these are short, generally short suttas where the Buddha uh, would proclaim something, something sort of quite profound or meaning meaningful anyway. And so then he gave the Udana. Atako Bhagava etamatang. Viditva tayang vilayang imang udhanang udhanis. At that time, the Blessed One gave this exclamation, this utterance. Sache bayata dukasa, if you are afraid of suffering. Sache wo if suffering is displeasing to you. Ma kata papakangamang, don't do evil deeds. Aviva yadiva raho, in public or in private. Sate cha papakangamang, karisatta karotava. If and if evil deeds. You will do or do, do or will do. Right? If you are doing or, or will do. Navo dukkha pamutyati upe chapi palayatam. Verses are sometimes difficult because we mangle it. Basically, you you cannot be you cannot find an escape from death from suffering you will not be free from suffering by running away from it by escaping something like that Don't do evil. You don't want to suffer. 
It's quite simple. Evil leads to suffering. Suffering is the problem. Don't do evil. The world is not a complicated place. What, are the, what is the... All of the problems of the world can boil down to, to this. Suffering. Wealth inequality isn't the problem, it's suffering. The climate isn't the problem, the environment isn't the problem, isn't a problem. It isn't even a problem that you don't have any money or even any food. The problem is suffering. Sometimes you lose your job and, well, you still have food and you still have health and you still have a place to stay, but it's so much suffering. You don't want to have lost your job, so you suffer. And then the cause of suffering is even quite simple. The cause of suffering, in essence, is evil. It's, uh, it's kind of a tautology that, that it's evil because it causes suffering. It causes suffering because it's evil. It's more like it, it's evil because it causes suffering. So the question is, what is evil? What, it, what is it that causes suffering? This is the key, really. And the Buddha was equally awesome to be able to identify the simple cause. The cause of suffering isn't... isn't other people or isn't the situation you're in cause of suffering is is not any situation not any experience cause of suffering is our reactions to experience specifically more directly our uh, attachment our desire for certain experiences it's our desires that propel us to cultivate expectations hopes, wants, ambitions, and they set us up for disappointment. You want things to be a certain way and then they're another way. When you like something, not having it, change. when you're partial to certain experiences, other experiences become unpleasant, displeasing, dukkha. And then you cultivate diversion towards them. They're not what you want. Craving is called the, the cause of suffering, but it still doesn't actually get to the point. And the interesting thing is we say craving is the cause of suffering, so we talk a lot about letting go. If you can let go, then you'll be free from suffering. But it still doesn't tell the whole picture. Because how do you let go? I mean, it's actually quite reasonable and, and uh, fairly well understood in a general sense that, yeah, if you can learn to let go, you'll suffer less. All this stressing and obsessing. Question is, how do you let go? You haven't completed the picture because the the cause of craving. Usually, you have to ask, what is the cause of craving? What is the cause of desire? What is the cause of clinging to things, expecting things, wanting things, needing things to be a certain way? 
it's actually it's not some inherent evil or maliciousness on our part it's simple delusion simple ignorance you don't understand why there is suffering there's suffering because of nature because of the way nature works it's it's somewhat random or happen happenstance chance things have turned out the way they have on whim there's no rhyme or reason to the universe there's no meaning behind things there's a history a long and terrible history but in all aspects the universe is put together by put together haphazardly by chance by sort of well by blindness and through blindness we have created this this prison for ourselves created this existence that sometimes good sometimes bad sometimes we're really great people we can be really good to each other usually based on knowledge of cause and effect but then we forget and we lose sight of the good and we become terrible people again we become addicted to things we become obsessed we don't realize we're doing it but we cultivate all sorts of bad habits and we suffer this is what you realize in meditation what am I doing to myself? What have I been doing to myself? How could I have been so blind? This is what you realize when you start to meditate. You see all your bad habits. You see they were totally uh, inept at this life thing, incompetent, incredible incompetent our inability to to find the truth, to find the right, to find the good, to find that which makes us happy. Why can't we just be happy? Why can't we find what makes us happy? Why do we suffer? Blindness, ignorance. When you practice insight meditation, that's what happens. You don't let go. That's not what you're doing. Letting go comes from the practice. Why does it come? Because you're, you're, you see clearly. What you're doing is trying to see things. Just see things as they are. Open your eyes. Understand what you're doing to yourself. And you start to see. You start to see what you're doing. What the mind is doing. You see greed. You see anger. You see delusion. You see conceit. You see arrogance. All sorts of evil why is it evil you can see it's causing you suffering so anyway that's a little bit about suffering tonight because it's so much so great to talk such a great subject it's something we should talk about all the time we should all concentrate our our efforts and our focus our attention on suffering we should we should stop being such a taboo subject it's the problem 
It's what we should all be working on. It's what the government should be working on. It's what everyone religious should be working on. Forget about God. God's not going to help you. God's not the problem. Praying is not the problem. Suffering, that's the problem. All right. So let's look at some questions here. It would really be nice if you could put the question mark before the questions. It's pretty easy if you figure it out. That would make it easier for me to tell what's your question. Do you always associate the feeling with the thought, saying that this is the feeling, this is the That's really... You have to be careful to be grammatical in your questions. I think it gives me a free pass to skip it because I don't know what you're saying. Uh, this feeling is from this thought. Or should they be a separate things? So you only have to worry about what things are. Don't don't focus too much in terms of your practice on cause and effect. You'll see cause and effect. You'll see what leads to what. That's fine. But your practice should only be this is this. Remember those words, this is this. That's your, your whole practice. Reminding yourself, this is this. Yeah, those kids' videos. If if you haven't, if you haven't, if you know of any kids who uh, you think might be interested in meditation, there's videos on how to meditate for kids. It seemed to work. Seemed to be beneficial. How do we observe, understand mind and mental objects? Um, well, mental objects is just a translation of Dhamma. Dhamma doesn't really translate to mental objects, but that's an explanatory translation. Well, there's the six senses. This is in the context of the six senses. So seeing, what's the object of seeing is, is light or, or forms which the object of hearing is sound, smells, tastes, feelings. The object of the mind is thoughts or dhamma. Dhamma me just means something mental, something, something in the mind. I think that can be also if you see, have visions in the, in the mind or if you have, uh, if a song is going through your head, then it's still, I think, called dhamma even though it was a sight or a sound, because it's not coming from the eyes, it's considered to be Dhamma. Is suffering a direct effect of latching on the artificial nature of things rather than their true nature? I mean, it's not all artificial nature causes suffering, but it, it's certainly necessary. If you see things truly as they are, you won't latch on to them and you won't suffer. So it's necessary, but not sufficient, I think. I would say if you 
see the artificial nature of things. I mean, even enlightened people see, enlightened beings see the artificial nature. They know that this is a camera or a computer or this is a monk sitting here. That's artificial, but they know it. They're clear. They're, they're not able, they're not incapable of seeing it. But the latching on, I guess, is is the, the key here. But latching on to anything is, is the problem. It's the latching, not the artificial. But we're, we only latch because of the artificial. You can't latch on when you see something as it is because it arises and ceases. It's, 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 it's absurd to think about latching on to it. What are some good words for noting the transition from standing to sitting and vice versa? Whatever, bending, lifting, touching. You should note intention. If you really, if you can, try to catch the intention. Wanting to stand, wanting to stand, and bending, look, stretching, and so on. Wanting to sit, wanting to bending, lowering, touching. Fifty-two viewers <laughs> becoming. Things are really picking up. I got more and more people coming to do meditation courses. We really should think seriously about about someday setting up our own center, not renting a house. We should think about this. We have lots of people interested, and we should talk about it. See if there's uh, enough support. I think because um, this isn't really, you know, stable. There's, uh, we don't know what the situation of things is going to be. Whether we're always going to be able to rent like this, and moreover, it's um, you know, we're we're going to be full. We're going to have four meditators throughout August uh, and into September. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a full house. Um, anyway, great to see such such interest in these things. It's great to think that this is somehow useful. Which which reminds me, I'm probably going to try to set up a testimonials page. Um, if you've been practicing meditation, I'll, I'll probably make an announcement once we get it set up again. But. Um, You've been practicing this meditation and feel like it's been beneficial to you. If you could send us a testimonial, this means some short words about how the meditation has benefited you, send it to info at sirimangalo.org for now. I'll, I'll try to set up a new email address or something. But info works, info at sirimangalo.org. And we'll try to collect them, start collecting them, and put them up on the website. I also get from Facebook from time to time, and even YouTube from time to time. So we'll try to collect them all together. I think that's useful. Helps people decide whether we're legit, whether that we're not some fly-by-night operation or some cult or something.
Are some people more like more attached to aversion than to greed? Yes, some people are more inclined towards anger. How can we be sure of the accuracy of our notings? Would noting falsely not consolidate delusion? No, it would come from delusion, I think. It's not that difficult. Because if you note if you note something like cat, cat, it's not really clear and it's not cutting through the delusion. Not as well. So you have to note realities. If you hear something, like if you hear something and say seeing, that's problematic, I suppose, because of how twisted that makes your mind. All conditioned phenomena are dukkha is still true, even if you don't latch on to things. No, they're dukkha. Dukkha doesn't mean they're suffering. Dukkha means they're basically not worth clinging to. And I know that's not a direct translation, but it still relates to clinging. If you don't cling to something, it can't cause you suffering. Dukkha means basically not worth clinging to. That's the, the explanatory translation. So an arahant, you could say, still has dukkha? No, not really. Yes, in a sense, and they would admit that, and the Buddha would admit that, but in the ultimate sense, it's not really suffering. They're not suffering. Dukkha means when you cling to it, it causes you suffering. Why? Because it's impermanent. You won't meet your expectations. It's un unpredictable. You don't like it? Well, it might come. You like it? Well, it might go. It's under your control. Sanitya dukkha anatta. Which means these things are not worth clinging to, basically. Sabe dhamma na langa That's all you need to know. No dhamma is worth clinging to. All right, enough for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Wishing you all good practice. Be well.